0: hello and welcome to the sacred remembering podcast the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are with me as your host sarah poet now if the word sacred is throwing you a little bit that's okay have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went wait i left something of myself back there along the way Well, if so, then you're already on a path of sacred remembering and you're actually in the right place. We know that modern women are rising, but we don't do it by fighting. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. And here in this space, we remember together through stories and tools and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Now let's begin. Hello, listeners. This is Sarah Poet. Thank you so much for being here for another episode of the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I'm really excited to bring this episode forward. And this this one's a little different because after I did the interview with today's guest, Christina Bertelli, I actually met with Christina to experience Um, the topic today, which is yoni steaming or vagina steaming. Um, I went to experience that. It's like investigative reporting, right? Um, And to be honest, the morning that I'm recording this for you, I need to record it because I need to get this episode to you. But the The unfolding of the sacred remembering is quite honestly still happening. So I am going to uh, introduce. Christina to you in terms of reading her bio, and then I'm going to tell you a story about what happened yesterday and sort of what's still unfolding as far as this idea that we've really opened here with this episode of Vagina as Portal, which is such a a big (laughs) to say the least, big uh, topic and quite frankly, invitation. Um, So there's some alchemy there if you wish to discover it. Christina Bertelli is a certified clinical herbalist and women's health coach, and she specializes in feminine ecology and vaginal health. She's devoted to the exploration of plants and practices for women to uplift their vitality and deepen the roots of feminine energy so that holistic wellness and the vaginal as vagina as the portal for that wellness. Um, Christina lives in Asheville, North Carolina. So she's local here. I live within a half an hour of Asheville. Um, And I met up with her at um, a place quite, quite close to downtown. And there was like a grove of trees and we had this outdoor experience. So Christina was amazing at meeting me first with education and welcoming me into the space gave me, um, a consult. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm going to begin sharing. This is probably not an episode for little ears. I will say that, although I don't know that any of my episodes really are, (laughs) as you probably know by now, if you've been listening and, um, yeah, so I'm going to open up here and talk about my experience with my vagina and <laughs> this, this steam. Um, and I really feel like I want to share this story because when I first heard about yoni steaming, first of all, I don't even really say the word yoni, right? Like that's a stretch. And then um, when I first heard about yoni steaming, I was actually in a women's group that was writing all about birth. And I have been kind of working on this memoir for a while about my daughter's adoption and birth at 19 and that story of sacred remembering for myself. And so I was in this women's group and, um, we were, you know, encouraged to do yoni steaming, but I was like, you need what? You need a bucket. You need herbs. I was like, ah, I live in the middle. I lived in the middle of town in Asheville at that point. I was like, I don't know how to make this happen. I'm not steaming my yoni. Um, <laughs> so that was probably, that was like two years ago. I was doing that in, uh, in early 2018. And so, you know, it's something that I've heard about. Um, I have tried it a bit, especially around this interview with Chris, I was like, okay, reaching for some dried herbs kind of in my tea cupboard and going, okay, what do I have here? And I had like some rosemary and chamomile and stuff like that and did a little steam here. And I would say, you know, didn't know how long to stay, didn't know how hot things should be, this and that. And so um, I said to Christina, you know, okay, great. Like you offered me that consult and experience, and I would love to experience it and then bring that story forward to listeners. So I will say that if you live in Asheville, North Carolina, Christina's available. If you don't live in Asheville, North Carolina, Christina's available for consults. And she also has um, an online program called V School. And um, I kind of forget, we might talk about V School in the episode a little bit, but we might not. But that is an online opportunity for you. Um, and Christina is going to offer her ebook as well. So you can check the show notes for that. And you can find information about V School and Christina at Fembotanica.com. It's F E M M E, botanica.com. And it's what you need to know to balance your vaginal ecology. It says, end the chapter of pain and open up a new chapter of power. V School is an online course for women who want to put vagina imbalances in the past and experience a new level of feminine vitality. And, um, Yeah. You, okay. So Christina has a wealth of knowledge about all of this. So, all right. So we began our consult, and uh, yesterday. So I arrive, and there's this, you know, circular grove of trees, and I can see that I'm going to actually do my steam outside, and um, that immediately sparked something in me as far as sacred remembering, because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm in town, but here I am. I'm going to do this this experience outside. And my body kind of started to tingle. I got some of those indicators like, oh, this is is a secret experience. And what started to happen was this expansion in the psyche. Because I think when we're, you know, oftentimes when we do something for our vagina, we go into a room or like into a bed, or we go to an OB and go into stirrups, right? It's like a There's a closure in the environment um, a lot of the times when, when we are connecting with this area, this portal, but what was happening was that I was outside, and so there was this expansion. Now, if you know me, or if you don't, I'll say that everything in my life is a soulful unfolding. Right? So there's all these soul lessons that we're learning. Um, I was born on the day of the soul searcher you know I'm a Pisces I, I love the unfolding and at this point I can connect those pieces of like oh this you know traumas being pulled on to to heal further or oh this has to do with this storyline okay so I will put this in the context that the last three months of my life have been an initiation, hands down. Um, I moved in with my partner. I lost my beloved cat. I worked with an animal communicator that was like very esoteric and um, the, the, (laughs) There were a lot of messages. Uh, There were a lot of messages, a lot of invitations. And so I was just kind of in it. I was in it. I was working with clients and I was shown completely new technologies for energy work. Profound healings were going on. Profound balancing of the masculine feminine going on. Um, So I had a lot of activity in my work life. I had a lot of activity emotionally. I had a lot of activity on the soul level. I had a lot of activity in a new house, like, you know, my son and I moving in with a partner and creating this new family unit. And so there's all of this newness happening. And then there is absolutely my soul's evolution um, in the context of all of that. And one thing that I kept, one message that I kept get, getting, even though all of these things were going on a lot of the time when something is challenging us, we shut down. But what was happening was that I kept getting the message to expand your capacity, Sarah, expand your capacity. I wrote a little blog post about it last week. You can find it at sarahpoet.com if you're interested. But I kept hearing expand your capacity, expand your capacity. So it was like, if I wanted to get upset about anything, you know, like something my partner did or i can't find my cat or you know anything um there was this invitation from i'll say like a more mature part of my solar psyche or just an invitation from you know maybe it was a guide outside of myself that just said you know breathe anchor down breathe and expand so the this experience with Christina was coming kind of like at the culmination of that because at the Lionsgate portal at 8 8, there really was a distinct. Shift where I knew that the initiation was complete, um, in in that regard. Okay, so we're kind of like putting a bow on that <laughs> on that like heat that was coming through those three months. It started right at the first uh, eclipse, and you know so, and then the landscape was like the the um, I'll say conclusion, but it's never done. So what happened for me when I was living this, you know, I'll say lesson of expanding capacity was a massive returning to a settled place in the nervous system and just a coming home and and sort of a a sacred remembering. So it was kind of like you got to, you know, ground down in order to expand out and uh, or in order to, you know, like get bigger right on in order to hold more um you know whatever capacity kind of means like the amount that we can hold and so um i'll I'll talk in a minute about this experience like with the vagina steam that message actually came back like you meet your edges you grow you meet your edges you grow so um so i get there And I realized, wow, there is this expanded capacity in doing this experience outdoors. And and so I just started to tingle with that, with that like, ooh, sacred remembrance. Um, And then we had a nice consult. And, um, you know, in my early 20s, like after... My daughter's birth and adoption, I had a lot of stomach issues for decades. I had stomach issues severe stomach issues in the beginning and throughout my relationship with the man that I would marry and the the father of my child throughout that relationship, I did have chronic um there were periods of like chronic yeast infections or chronic candidiasis. And so, um, you know, for anyone who's like suffering with that, you know, Christina gets it, I get it. And so, you know, sometimes there will be like, if I have a, you know, like too much wine or sugar, I can tip it. Now my, my ecosystem, thank goodness Is stable enough right now that that tip isn't like doesn't occur very um, easily, it's not very fragile. But uh, we talked a lot about how to really bolster that ecosystem, which we're going to talk about in the episode today as well. But you know, we talked about that gut brain connection and how what we do put into our bodies helps to create that flora and also our mindset which women is so damn important okay so one of the things that happened over this initiation in the last three months was that um i was instructed i'll say like it was a spiritual instruction to stop eating any meat i'm eating fish because i'm confused about protein otherwise (laughs) but um and fish isn't i don't have an um Oh, what's the word? Aversion. I don't have an aversion to the fish, but I do have a stark aversion to eating meat right now. And so I know that that's just not something I'm supposed to do right now. But that actually... Uh, meat slows down my digestive tract and would actually create imbalances in the microflora. So I'm experiencing like greater ease now with that. But Christina was saying, you know, definitely probiotics, definitely like um, uh, the bitters. She reminded me to like t- ingest the bitters, like mustard greens, um, What else? Arugula, that kind of thing. I take triphala every day. My Ayurvedic herbs are are pretty bitter. And so those definitely help to ground my system and rebalance my system. But, you know, we just talked about that collective relationship with women and the vagina that, you know, sometimes like when it's out of balance, it feels like something that we we combat it like we go at it rather than saying like well how can I kindly be in relationship to it and the um the experience yesterday really taught me quite a bit about being in a sweeter relationship uh with my vagina in this area of my body so so fast forward we do the consult um because, you know, I'm there for the experience and I don't really have like a, a chronic scene going on. Um, you know, we we are like, okay, let's let's do this. So she brings up some herbs, I think jasmine and yarrow that were dried. And then we actually walked to a garden and picked some more. And my, I had this really deep sort of, uh, it was almost like a loving um, pool toward a plant called rue. And I didn't know what it was called. And I didn't know why. But um, I remembered later in the day that that plant had been present in the garden that I sort of inherited when my son was a toddler. And it grew very, very big. And I loved the smell. And so I learned more about rue. Uh, and we... we trimmed some of that and you know christine was an herbalist and so as we were in the garden you know for those of us that aren't herbalists or don't have that like earth connection or that herb connection we just may be like yeah i'll pick a, a sprig of our of the oregano in the herb garden or I'll, I'll just like you know consume this or chop this or you know we kind of get um I'll say unappreciative and so watching Christina in the garden was another moment of sacred remembrance to be slow to be in in deep appreciation because these plants have these medicinal qualities inherent within them and you know it's an offering it's an offering to us um, as humans and to to the whole um you know, ecosystem, but it helps us to create that like ho- harmony, that homeostasis within our body. So there was a gratitude in harvesting the herbs. So we got a few more catnip among them, lemon balm, uh, maybe another one that I can't remember. And we went back to this grove of trees. And Christina began to open sacred space. Um, so it was more ceremonial than I actually had planned on, right? Cause I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get a vagina steam <laughs> and didn't really evoke that ceremonial, uh, knowing or just presencing until I got there and Christina was helping me sort of into that. Um, and so we prepare the herbs. She asks me to make intentions, and she goes to prepare the hot water. And the intentions that I set were to come into a deeper place in this nervous system of mind, this into this into the parasympathetic. So, over you know, the last few years, becoming an entrepreneur, going through multiple initiations um, where the masculine was concerned, um, and then coming into the relationship with my current partner, you know, I, I feel like there's an invitation in my life to continue settling and just like deepening into the truth of who I am. And while I talk about you can choose trauma or you can choose truth, I would say that that was a part of the initiation of the last three months as well. It was like, well, what are you going to choose, Sarah, trauma or truth? And so I was like, I'm going to choose truth, and I want to feel that and know that more deeply in my nervous system. Um, I think my voice is actually changing. If we listened to podcast episodes from the beginning, and now, I think my voice is actually deepening and changing as as my you know internal capacity is actually growing. So I will also say that sexual shame has been um, something that has plagued me sort of my whole life, you know, growing up in a religious household, but being a sexual person from a young age, there's also like a trauma association there, but I won't go into that right now. Um, And so I was like a hyper sexualized teenager a bit and then um, got pregnant with a partner. Um, at 18, and had a daughter that then I couldn't raise, and so there was like a deep sexual shame um, at that age, and then I did a lot of reclamation of that over, especially the last you know six seven years, a lot of embodiment practices. But then um, in 2019, I had a lot of sexual shame re-arise after a relationship went went bad but it was kind of you know part of the purpose of that was so that I would really deeply look at that sexual shame and so sitting with the intentions in front of where I would be doing the yoni steam there was an awareness that I was also ready to let go of um, the sexual shame that I you know just it it heals in layers and there's there were remnants or, you know, maybe there still are, whatever, we'll deal with it when it arises. But those were the intentions that I need to come into a deeper place in my nervous system and to let go of, you know, the sexual shame that might be remaining, that might just be getting in the way of, uh, you know, tr- like deeper intimacy with my current partner, those kinds of things, um, as that as that exploration continues. So we prepare the steam and and the hot water is poured on the herbs and then um, we let it steep and Christina does, uh, she calls in the guides and the well ancestors and any, any helpers that want to assist and she sets ceremony and she pulls out the copal. If you don't know the smell of copal, it's very, very delicious. And so, you know, that's wafting in the space. And then, um, and then I go ahead and get onto the steam. So it's a food grade bucket. I know y'all are like, what are you sitting on out there in this grove of trees? Um, It's a food grade bucket with a lid that is meant to go on a, a bucket for a yoni seam okay it's like a it looks like a toilet seat okay and this one has a big hole so it's actually going to steam front and back okay it's going to steam like vagina and anus and um you could like lean forward and it w- would get the vagina and you could lean back and it would like get the anus and uh at Fembotanica botanica on instagram Christina's done uh some great videos and there's one actually on like how we hold trauma in the anus um, and why steams are good for that. So this is a whole root healing. Okay. So we could be talking about vaginal flora, or we could be talking about vaginal trauma. And like these steams are a sacred way of meeting the whole of the experience of the vagina. And as I say that, I can kind of feel into the energetics of the listeners and just know that, you know, women, we have a lot of weight here. We have a lot of blockage in this root chakra. We have a lot of trauma in this root chakra. And so I'm just going to pause and take a breath and just send love. Because while I am talking about these things rather quickly, conscious of time and how much time I'm taking up on the podcast, I also want to say that this is all sacred. This is all sacred. Whatever condition your relationship with your vagina is in, whatever is going on in your vagina, if you feel like you can talk about it or not, it's all sacred. Okay? so um part of the intention for this episode would be to normalize these kinds of conversations okay so that's why i'm using my story out here like this so okay so i sit on the steam and to be honest it was very hot and it's like a hot summer day and i was like whoa how hot is too hot (laughs) and um yeah, it was like too hot. I had to like let some steam out, so I I sat down in a skirt, you know, and like covered it and then I had had a blanket like around the front and the back and you know, Christina said, "Well, you kind of want it to be like a sauna and you're going to be here for like 20 30 minutes." And so, yeah, I had to get used to the heat and like kind of find the right heat and then I did decide to like lean forward and focus on vagina as coral that's what we're talking about today so i uh, start to just use some circular breath and drop in and i can feel the steam really beginning to rise into the vaginal canal okay so um yeah it's like okay it's it's going up there, right like oh okay, it's entering was was the recognition so I'm doing this circular breathing, and I um begin to just drop in uh, and and I'm like, oh, this is kind of this is pleasant, you know that I'm dropping in, and I'm in this meditative state and Out of that state arises this very clear aha message, I'll say from spirit, that's telling me the areas of tension in this portal, and I'm actually going to use the word resistance, the areas of resistance in this portal are the areas of resistance to you knowing you as a woman. Was like that, and I was like, Damn, okay. So, so now we're dealing with resistance, all right. Now, I'm gonna say this before I say the next part. I have done a lot of trauma work, I've done a lot of trauma healing, and I lead women through trauma healings. So, for me to work with myself in the way that I'm going to describe is I don't know if it's advanced, but I'll say I have some experience with that. Okay. So if it it would be very normal to feel resistance with anything going into your vagina, and then that might evoke a trauma response or something like that. Right. I don't think you would get that on the steam, but you, you might have resistance like, Ooh, I don't know about this. That would be completely normal. So for me, when I, when I got that message about resistance, I do want to, I, I feel like I misspoke there for a second, or I want to say that this was a completely non-traumatic experience. Okay. But vaginal steaming is not that, but you know, with anything going into the vagina, we can experience resistance. Okay. Needed to clear that up. So what was happening for my experience for my soul for my psyche was that the steam was illuminating to me the areas of resistance and so what i did was met the area of resistance allowed the steam to meet that area and then i breathed with that until i felt an energetic release which is you know tingles i may have a, a sensations um you know the breath changes that kind of thing so you work with the breath at that area of resistance and then i was getting healing okay so i was i was facilitating myself through this healing experience it was quite profound and I did this for a few points of resistance, and I'm working the energy like that. And rather suddenly, this crow came directly over my head, like a line, like over my head, front to back, very, very, very loud. And I was like, okay, well, noted, crow, crow medicine, right? And then in that same moment, a gust of like air and copal came completely over my body, washing my body in the copal, and uh, it was very clearing and cleansing. I have chills right now as I'm talking about it. And then from there, there it was like the steam entered the level of the uterus. Now, I have no idea if the steam was actually in the uterus or the healing was in the uterus, but I was in the space of the womb and the womb was getting healing and was sort of pulsating and I could tell that the steaming process but also the spiritual process the sacred remembering process had gone deeper had gone to that loom level so um at that point about you know 25 30 minutes had passed and we um you know began to close it up thanking the herbs thanking all of the helpers and the spirits and um yeah and that, so take a pause here. So that was a really really beautiful experience. I learned a lot about the herbs. I learned about this this notion of this vaginal steaming for my own vaginal health connected to the earth, right? And I actually came home and my partner and when I, when I were like in the kitchen just chatting and uh, he said, me, how was it? I was really, really tired. I was really tired because it, it was a long experience. My I hadn't had a lot of food and we were in the sun and I had this <laughs> big clearing energetically and I was telling him about it and he said, um, Well, can you get yourself one of those buckets? (laughs) And I think I'm shouting that out right now to say, you know, like, the masculine can be so beautiful (laughs) in holding space for these things to happen with the feminine so he heard the this profound experience and then you know he was like well i welcome you to have more of that how can how can you have more of that and um i have an area on the land um where i offer my moon blood and you know that was kind of like from the beginning from like our our dating you know i was uh well if i'm gonna spend the night you're gonna know that like i'm not gonna pour this blood down the toilet so uh, i use a cup and i so i i Actually, offer my blood outside. There's like a little altar area um, here on the land already. And so I think I'm definitely going to get one of those buckets and seats. And I'm blessed to have the privacy here out in this remote area where I can continue to do this. And I need to be in integrity with the land and learn more about the plants on the land. And so there's a there's a calling there to you know go deeper into that remembrance but what happened throughout the course of the evening I think is also worth mentioning you know anytime we have an experience like this where we're in the sacred remembrance or evoking a part of our soul you know we're going to have some like after effect or like a a period of integration so last night I definitely felt more quiet I felt quiet like there was still like a a message to go in and go in and go in so I actually just asked for some alone time and I lit candles and I put on music and I started to really dance and move my body and uh, as I say this right now I actually feel emotional because in moving my body last night um it was like a homecoming to be to be quite honest. it was another layer of sacred remembrance and a homecoming into um, my body without shame, my body without shame and <sighs> The coming into the soft space in the nervous system that I think is so unfortunately rare for us as modern women because if we're not incessantly busy, then we're incessantly self-improving or we're incessantly (laughs) fixing the next thing. And I can definitely get caught up in that as well. And so last night was this beautiful beautiful pause and opening where i could truly truly feel the essence of my soul the essence of my being um which is like the whole this whole gig of sacred remembrance is really about that like how in touch can we be with that essence of the truth of who we are and um You know, hours after the steam and creating more sacred space for myself, I came to like a a touch point uh, with myself that I, I feel has been... I'll say trying to come through. I think the truth of who we are always wants to come through. Um, and we create the space and we allow it and we create these sacred experiences. Um, and then you know, like <laughs> if we're lucky, we get to live like that. So that's why I do this. That's why I quest for this kind of truth, because in Those moments when I find it, it is the most beautiful thing I've ever felt. And that most beautiful thing that I've ever felt is actually the essence of my own soul. So, I'm brought to tears a little bit in just even saying that. So, deep gratitude to my sister, Christina Bartelli, for this conversation that we recorded and then for inviting me into this sacred space to experience my own vagina as portal to that essence to that sacred remembrance and um thank you thank you for being here thank you for listening i just made this episode a little bit longer by telling my story but i really encourage you to listen the entire way to the end to capture all of christina's wisdom uh look at the school go to sarahpoet.com to look at the show notes i will link uh you know spaces for resources and um all of christina's information including her ebook uh will be there for you com slash podcast um The sacred truth mastermind that I have been talking about is formed. It is formed. Um, No secret I had to go through that initiation before this mastermind. So that's complete. (laughs) My mastermind is formed. I'm really excited to walk with all of the women that said yes. Um, And if you are not already, I'm going to Call you to action in two different areas quickly, quickly. Uh, one, go to SaraPoet.com and sign up for my email list. There are quite a few things brewing, uh, one of which is the idea of community calls um, where we do uh teaching and an activation of some sort. So it's energetically healing and uh and hopefully very, very, you know, educational or or community building. Well, that's still formulating. But to get that information, get on my email list because that is coming out soon as well as offers throughout the fall as 2020 continues to uh, activate us and teach us and um, in the meanwhile if you are interested in private coaching including energy work so my coaching does include the the energy work and is a holistic deep dive we can do that in three six or 12 weeks um, you can go to sapocom and and schedule a Consultation. We start that way so that we're both a yes when we begin. uh, And you can do that there as well. The other call to action is that there is a free uh, Facebook group that's affiliated with this podcast. So it's Facebook. Uh, slash groups slash sacred remembering, and you can go there and join any conversations that are happening. Or, um, you know, I'm always going live with more insights and hopefully inspiration. So, join that community as well. Um, big love to all of you. Big love to all of you. And yes, uh, I would. I would love to hear what sparks <laughs> as you consider this topic of vagina as portal. Thank you for being here. Hey, Christina, welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Thanks for being here. Mm, thank you, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm so excited to be here. I had full-on chills while I was preparing for this podcast. I feel like we are <laughs> all just going to learn so much. There's so much lit up information about this. And today we're talking about the vagina as a portal. As a portal, I'm just like, whoa, (laughs) we're going to open that up. (laughs) Thank you for being here to have, like, just, just bringing us such important and potent information. And so you are an herbalist who focuses on vaginal health. Yes?
1: Yes. Yes, that is right. Great. Tell us more about that. Sure. So I am... Yeah, in love with plants, and I kind of, through my own journey, have fell in love with yes, vagina as portal of self empowerment and so much learning and growth that I have experienced through the healing of my own vaginal ecology um, has brought me to just explore and just continue exploring that aspect of feminine health and female bodies and the magic there. And obviously this is a portal we bring, um, we bring life forth through this portal and it is a portal that um, we can be entered. And there's just much more on like a spiritual emotional level um, in this magical part of our bodies
0: Oh yeah, God. which is really just what I, I'm really, really looking forward to um, bringing in here because so the Sacred Remembering podcast is for modern women waking up to the truth of who we are. And I feel like that's every single woman, regardless of where right. we are on that path. And so, you know, when when I was preparing for this interview and I'm tuning into your work, I'm, I'm like, oh, what attention am I giving my vagina? What sacred... Mm-hmm relationship wants to emerge from this place, you know, and then I'm kind of tuning in socially to like, well, how do we treat the vagina? We just like expect it to be there. We expect it Mm -hmm. to like, you know, receive the sex and do the things and bleed once a month. And then we are like pissed if there's an imbalance and we're like, damn, how do I take care of this? So that it like, (laughs) the vagina is just like working for us, you know, and, and there's just that's not a relationship that's like
1: taking advantage of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're not set up well to have a good relationship. Um, you know, we're not set up well to have a good microbiome, to have a good um, like ecosystem on that level. And then we're not set up well to have this like mm, appreciation is the word that's coming up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, connection because we have been, most often disassociated and disconnected and that could be from traumatic events or just like living in modern culture, you know, this is modern women waking up. And so one way in which we are sleeping is that um, there's a lot of shame. And even if not shame, um, just like a turning your head away, turning, turning the other way from sexual energy, sexual power that lives in this part of our body the pelvis and um not a lot of understanding and information about about how our vagina works and <laughs> so we don't have the skills to address it well when when issues do come up they're very suppressive um strategies mm-hmm. that we're given when we you know rush to this to the um What's stored the uh, the drugstore <laughs> like wherever yeah. your drugstore like is just to get that um, care of it yeah, taking care of it, rush to the drugstore to get that quick fix medicine, but what we don 't know is is that medicine really creates a downward spiral of problems and infections, and that 's what I see a lot of and work with um, in my private practice and and um, the work that I do is helping helping people get back on track with that inner ecosystem that has been thrown off. Um, And then, but it's not without doing the work of emotional connection. Um, Again, it's not about, you know, just the herbs or just the probiotics that we take. We really have to develop this relationship. And again, this word appreciation comes up because you know, there's just a huge spectrum of how you can decide your relationship is with this with this sacred yoni. And it can be this like super spiritual and going way into this magic, and maybe you're into blood magic and you and you wanna make art with your blood and it's like really profound, but you don't also have to have it be like that in order to have a good relationship that's not like the required modern day priestess way. It can just be really simple. Appreciation and awareness of, of of this part of you that is quite potent, and and you get to design and define what that that sacred connection is for you and your personality and your story. I love that. I want to kind I want to circle back around the sacred practices a little
0: bit later in the podcast, and I want to talk more about um, how you talk about ecosystem balance and the inner ecosystem and the outer ecosystem. And I know that you're a proponent of vaginal steam. So maybe that's where this comes, comes in there. Um, So, you know, feel free to just inform us as the herbalist here, but so talk, talk about that inner ecosystem and, Mm -hmm. you know, an ecosystem is very holistic. I mean, it's an entire system. And so, yeah, talk, I want, I want to hear you talk more about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's see. It's very much about just that word I I love. And it's, I feel like it's informative just by saying that, um, we start to say like, Oh, ecosystem. So that's like various systems working together. Um, and that is the truth. So we have our nervous system in our body and, um, um, so things that we do with our, you know, how, how, how our emotional and nervous system is functioning and our emotional body um, is doing and how we're feeding that or not feeding that affects our vaginal health and our vaginal microbiome. Um, and so as we look towards healing, especially if it's a more of a significant um, deep-rooted imbalance, uh, you really back, have to back up even further which I think is a beautiful gift rather than like a burden that you get to back up even further and take into account how you're eating, what you're eating and how you're eating. And um, blood sugar definitely plays a role with the microbiology of, of the of the vagina. So looking at blood sugar balance and that affects hormonal balance, which is a huge factor. Uh, the endocrine system relates here as well. Um, so that's kind of part of the, nature of this being like an ecosystem and then honing in even more to like the ecology of the microbes we have these amazing protectors that are vaginal micro uh, healthy microbes um, often referred to as probiotics and these are the bacteria and viruses and um, even yeast there are healthy yeasts that create a barrier for us and one of my teachers refers to this barrier, which we also have on our skin, as a blanket. I love that. Um, mm. it's, it's protective and it's soothing and supportive. And um, when we strip that blanket away, we're much more vulnerable to sickness. So when we don't have these, uh, this teeming world of healthy microbes in our vaginal environment on the skin of the vulva and the vaginal canal where just like our immune system is stripped away of this protective blanket. So we become more susceptible to infections and way more likely to contract um, various STIs. Um,
0: so tell us just for listeners, like, let's go over maybe like top three things that we do to compromise our vaginal health, and then like top mm-hmm. three things we can do to help begin sure. to re- restore that. That's a great question.
1: One huge thing that happens, and it's usually recommended by your doctor, is an antibiotic, and those can be life saving. So I don't want to like confuse that. Um, sometimes antibiotics are needed but they often get overused is is the problem. And there's a real consequence that gets overlooked. So when you take an antibiotic, your system wipes the slate clean and there's a full on killing of all microbes in your body, good and bad. So there needs to be a repair time and recovery, really intensive re-inoculation and uh, reintroduction of the good bacteria. Um, and that's kind of like a missing step to, to healing um, if you've had some kind of infection and you need an anti- antibiotic. So that's a big one. Um, and then also, um, I would say mm, our diet is a big, is yeah. a big one as well. You said what something about blood sugar. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you said something about blood sugar, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I had the coffee yeah. this morning, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally. and, that's, and that's also really cool because, you know, that we, we're going here because we so don't, we miss how connected this, you know, various things are, right? Like, mm-hmm. why would it matter? That's like food and diet. That relates to my weight, right? What else is it? matter like Ooh. it relates to everything but um we often we're we are on we are kind of awakening to this is you know like people are like oh probably like you know um this might be true yes it's true um yeah so right the blood sugar is huge and <clears throat> the quick fix or the quick energy foods um breads and sugary things and snacks that we just like grab even like healthy or you know, supposedly healthy, uh, power bars and, um, energy bars. Um, if, if consumed like too much, they're just really, uh, bad for blood sugar and they're often full of, you know, high, um, high sugar fruits. And so if it's not balanced with enough fiber and greens and protein, then you're really, really thrown off. So, um, This is a big part of just relearning how to care for your body, and um, yeah, yeah.
0: Alcohol, like I mean, alcohol and yeast infections. I feel like there's like a direct
1: link. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sugar and alcohol, but also the stress on the liver, and our livers are already really kind of compromised and overtaxed from various other toxins in our environment that it is being asked to clear out and stress hormones and um, you know, sex hormones are all made and cleared out by the liver. So it's got quite a big job to do. And if it's having trouble with that job and it feels burdened, then just, you know, a little bit of alcohol can really make a big problem. <clears throat> and um, especially it depends on where your system is at. So um, I would just say like, if you're in an acute stage of imbalance just a little bit of wine would be like you just feel destroyed and that can be discouraging Mm -hmm. um so I want to I want to let you know if if you are a listener and you're in this place that it doesn't always have to be that way it's just because of the state that you're in there there could be certainly a potential future where wine can be enjoyed and wine can be tolerated and handled by your liver in a really healthy way Um, but there's just some steps that you need to take to get there
0: I really appreciate you saying that because I think that we do, um, you know, as women, I, I'm working with a client right now who is really just reminding me that as women, we, we think in absolutes. So, <sighs> yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, oh, I have to do this diet and I cannot have anything enjoyable and I have to like be on this regimen and we're forgetting to like be in the pleasure of life. Mm. And, and like restoring the ecosystem. So, you know, toward, let's get, let's move toward that. So those were things that are not maybe so helpful. And then, you know, in order to restore the balance, well, watch the intake, yeah. like watch what the body's doing and you know, what else, what, what are just like mm-hmm. probiotics? Mm-hmm. Like
1: you heard
0: you say. Yeah.
1: Well, I have to say also, and this still relates to food. Um, but it can also be expand from there. So this rigidity comes up and, um, this black and white energetic of, of, okay, I'm going to take action and it's going to be really hard and intense and rigid. And that is definitely something that I work with women to, you know, sidestep around that energy because there's, more than restricting the sugars and the bad and fearing the bad. And um, there's, there's learning the nourishing foods and learning those elixirs that feed and support your endocrine system. There are herbs that help you come back and foods that help you come back into um, good blood sugar balance. So getting to discover those foods and feeding yourself, like we, we want to feed ourselves nourishment more than um, restrict the harmful, like, sugars and, like, kind of the evils that we, you know, put in this black and white world, so.
0: I love that. I love that so much, and I, you know, in my opinion, we just aren't going there enough as women, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. We're in this, like, oh, I gotta be a good girl. I gotta, I gotta train myself. I gotta do all the things so that I, you know, get to the next level. And it's like, no, we gotta nourish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when you said the word elixir, my system was like, I wanna know it elixirs. <laughs> you know, like I have my morning smoothie that I put a lot of stuff in. And, and yeah, yeah, I'm just like, there are so many things in terms of herbalism. I I just don't know herbalism. And so there are probably so many things that I could be doing our elixirs that I can be (laughs) doing
1: Well, you do. You do know. You know so much already, I'm sure. And I know you do. I think that one thing that's fun is to just tap into the lineage of herbalism as a feminine tradition and a way of work through the woman, the way of women. Um, We sometimes forget to nourish ourselves, but we often are really good at providing Nourishment and mothering—you know, whether we are an actual mother or not, we are mothering creatures. And so, there is there is a wisdom and a knowledge of herbalism in in all of our bones. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So I know that there's things in your smoothie already that are elixirs and that are vitality (laughs) tonics. And so, just wanting to acknowledge that and that you are a holder of of medicine of the earth and. And that we all probably have had moments where we've experienced some kind of plant medicine healing experience. And there's been like a little bit of awakening and like a shimmering moment, a memory. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. When I put the echinacea, I was like, wait, I haven't had echinacea in a long time. And I purchased the echinacea and I put it into the morning smoothie and my being was like vibrating. I was like, Mm -hmm. that is what I needed, Mm -hmm. you know? So there was this, like, I'm going to trust even that call to remember Mm -hmm. and then, um, yeah, like feeling into it. And so,
1: yeah, thank you. Yeah. 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 So so amazing. And they're really here for us, um, too. They want to work with us. Um, there's a beautiful relationship between humans and plants. And there's lots of ways in which um, we have an understanding and a way to hear each other's messages and biochemical messages and understand um, like how to integrate them into our body. And um, like one of my little recent classes on yoni steaming talked about how we are borrowing the intelligence of plant medicines um, when we take them into our body. So especially with yoni steaming, which I'd love to go into in a minute here, yeah. we, mm-hmm. we get to borrow the immune wisdom of essential oils mm-hmm. that they use to protect themselves from predators. That's their immune system. And we are borrowing that aspect um, and taking it into our bodies and our bodies actually know what to do with that. And, and it boosts mm-hmm. our immune system too. So when we really start to look at it and like, break down what's happening it's a lot of magic happening inside of that science Mm -hmm. so I love that and um, appreciate it so much and love to remember and recognize that when when I work with plants I mean I often take herbs but if I can have the moment of calm to pause even if I'm taking it in a capsule or if I'm taking it and sitting over a seam and it feels more of a pause, I can just like appreciate this connection.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so steaming is exactly where I want to go next. So yoni steaming, and um, I had not even heard of this uh, until like 2018 or something like that. And um, so I feel like a lot of people listening may not even, they're like, you're going to do what? So can (laughs) you start us kind of at the beginning with an introduction to this vaginal steaming um, and why we would do it?
1: Yes. Okay. Well, this is a practice that has been gaining in popularity since probably about 2014 when um, Goop put out, what is the woman that does Goop? <laughs> I was oh, wondering. her name is Yes. She yeah. put out an article about it and that basically brought it into a little bit more modern vogue popularity and with that also came a lot of backlash from gynecologists which has been interesting um, but it is ancient and has been practiced in various places around the globe um, going way back and actually you can find in the library of congress research that shows the three original ways that humans and plants interacted that were documented are herbal teas, herbal baths, and women that were squatting over pots of steaming herbs. Mm, wow. Mm. Ancient. Yeah. Yes, very, very ancient. And yeah. <laughs> very simple. Um, that's one of the things I love about it is that it's just as simple as making tea. Um, you know, you gotta learn a little bit more of the details of the setup, but it's so simple. You, you, um, you, sit over steaming herbs and you definitely wait and make sure that they're not too hot. And that's just some common sense. Um, that's one of the, the backlash concerns is that you'll burn yourself, but um, you can burn yourself on coffee too. Yeah. So we can handle this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Yeah. And then creating a um, kind of like a sauna, I call it when you wrap yourself in a blanket that traps in all the heat that's rising up. Um, and you're making a really warm sauna experience for the pelvis specifically. Okay. And so
0: like we could added. do this over a pot, like yeah. we could well, mm-hmm. a pot
1: of things on the stove. And the way I do it, if we're getting real into like how to, I can just go over, um, I like to use five gallon buckets. And then you can add a glass bowl inside that five-gallon bucket and select your herbs and place them in that glass bowl and then boil water in a kettle or on your stove and then pour that water into the, the herbal glass okay. vessel and then cover and let it infuse for a while and have some time to also cool down from that Boiling temperature, okay. Um, but you want to trap in the steam while you're letting that happen. You want to hold that steam in because that steam is containing essential oils. Those are the essential oils and volatile oils are essentially the same thing. And and these are the oils of the plants, which are the immune system protective um, constituents. And when a plant has those constituents, then that medicine jumps up into the steam. And it rises up and that steam contains all of these amazing medicines. Um, And then you are, you know, sitting over it. If you are a person with a vagina, that vulva tissue is some of the most uh, porous tissue on the entire body. So initially what happens is that steam softens and opens up um, and you, it enters right into the bloodstream. And so, oh, wow. Okay, so yeah. logistical question:
0: Are you covering the bowl or covering the bucket at first? Like you put the, cover the
1: bucket. You cover the whole bucket, and then I cover the bucket, and I use something that's like a kind of like a honey bucket that you might um, poop in for like an outhouse or like a river trip. <laughs> those those are available on the internet. Um, it looks like a toilet seat, um, and then you could also use an old toilet seat. An actual toilet seat, but something that is comfortable to sit on is what you would prop over top of your five gallon bucket, and then you might have a lid that's connected to that, and then you just close that lid.
0: Okay, great. I think these are great details because you know, and listeners are going to be like, "How do I do this?" Mm-hmm. And I was in a, I was in a women's group, and we were doing this. It was like a writing process that they were really encouraging. These Yoni steams, and honestly, I didn't do it because. I was like, they were, you know, there was like a chair that you were supposed to build and it was like, my oh gosh, gosh. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I'm just it's not going like, to
1: do that. You know, if you're inspired and you got time and wood materials, sweet. Yeah. But I really think it's important to just get started. Yeah. And another thing that you could do is use your toilet, your toilet, you could lift um, the lid and place a, a bowl from your kitchen that fits into the lower bowl of the toilet's um, uh, container. Yeah. And then you close the lid of the toilet and lift it and sit on the seat. It's very comfortable. It's all contained. It's right there for you. So Great. And how awesome. long are you sitting on it? I recommend 30 minutes, no longer than 40. Okay. Um, yeah. And so... There are some contraindications, which since we're getting really into the specifics and encouraging folks to try it, I do want to mention that you don't want to steam when you are menstruating. Okay. You don't want to steam if you are pregnant. You don't want to steam if you have any open sores or active um, infections, redness, pain. That's a heat condition uh, that could be a little bit exacerbated but exacerbated by further heat Mm -hmm. Um, and then you may not want to steam if you have an IED as well so those are Mm -hmm. some contraindications um that are important
0: okay so let's kind of bring this full circle back to okay why are we doing this like what so and what herbs maybe are we using and and I know that that's going to be person specific so yeah you, you can tell me like that's actually not what i'm going to recommend um but is this for the ecosystem rebalance is this for cleansing
1: Mm -hmm. well this is a self-care practice like brushing your teeth this is Mm. something that i feel like people with wounds especially but um And also, it's useful for helping that external tissue and the anal tissue gets affected as well. Um, But this is self-care that is so powerful and can really keep us out of going to the gynecologist and having more further developed gynecological health issues um, in terms of the uterus. Because what what we can do is steam uh, after... You finish your bleeding phase of your cycle, or perhaps leading up to it, to increase circulation. Mm. That's one of the number one things that it offers is it addresses the issue of stagnation. And stagnation is really common and it's not just a modern world issue. Um, we see it a lot in our modern world, and also um, just like the nature of the pelvic bowl and the the female body, the way it's set up. There's a lot of propensity to stagnation in in the pelvis so i mean even these ancient women were benefiting from that steam right it's like around the fire and um they were probably not sitting at desk jobs so so it's beneficial um to just move stagnant energy and stagnant energy can lead to pain so that could be um cramping premenstrual cramping pain um And it helps with moving the blood, moving the blood to just like create a healthy environment all month long. But also, as you are releasing the endometrium, when it moves really slow, that can be an issue and perhaps not evacuate all the endometrium lining effectively. Mm -hmm. And then it can contain past periods, essentially, in your uterus. that, as well as uh, like mucus develop um, mucus over time, all of this excess estrogen as well that, that adds to the development of additional tissue, all of this compounds together and can lead to long-term, some of the stories can look like fibroids, um, mm. could be endometriosis, so but certainly just simple cramping, which is extremely common. So it's a way to flush out and support your body's uh, need to flush out every month. Which, um, yes, it has it. It has the possibility of doing it on its own. But we have so many things that that block our capacity to do what we our body needs to do which on its own. Really, that yeah, why we not give really it get some it help, out. right? Yeah, it's like. Yeah. We do brush our teeth. We do have a, a ritual that um, we do to support our teeth being well. So we we'll not have this ritual to support our uterus to be well and to thrive. Um, and then, yes, the, the outer ecosystem can be supportive with steams, um, certainly. Though, um, yeah, that's more preventative. And I just, I definitely like to think about that ecosystem being more of an inside out job Mm -hmm. Um, but if but you can also work on the tissue as well um, on the external world but probiotic balance and more internal work I think is is the is a bigger medicine for Mm -hmm. the vaginal ecosystem and the steaming is more just like pelvic full clearance and vitality, which then again, as we said earlier, it's all connected. Um, if we have a healthy pelvic bowl, we are going to also that will lend itself to a healthy um, microbiome and vice versa. So it all does work together.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for explaining that. I mean, okay, so I'm first of all I'm sold. I'm like, yes, (laughs) I want to do this because so for years I've been going to the acupuncturist like before and after my period. Mm -hmm. to you know to move the chi like to move the blood to get it out because um yeah that that like stagnation um like I I don't know whatever whatever it is like I have like a a chi deficiency like liver and kidney deficiency Mm -hmm. in Chinese medicine and then you know it is like come on like where's my period you know and uh, I moved recently, and the week that I was moving, um, I was beginning to bleed, and my my blood like would not come on. you know it, there, my body was like uh, you 're working too hard um, so it took like forty eight seventy two hours for for my period to like come in, um, which was just like such a stagnation in that circulation. so I love what you 're talking about, um, and I really just appreciate knowing that there 's a different way to you know be in touch with that so thank you
1: yeah you're welcome i'm I'm glad we went into those details (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. for sure for sure because i think and and i i want to cycle back around to self-empowerment and um Mm -hmm. it just speaks to the disconnection that we have you know even even as women waking up um where yeah we I don't know. I I feel like there's still so much for me to learn about this and about the ecosystem health and about herbalism and the vagina and just like the empowerment there. And I I feel that empowerment through this conversation that makes me want to learn more. But I wonder if you can speak to the empowerment in the female system. Once you start doing some of these things, like what are some of the things that start changing, for women as they're more in touch with this like divine mm-hmm. ecosystem
1: mm, so many things Sarah <laughs> right <laughs> that's no I small question tune into my answer and I see like <laughs> 10 threads okay, okay. <laughs> yeah so well I can talk about I'm thinking of one of my recent clients and she went through a course that I offer, and there's, there was then, you know, there's in life, you know, we can we're going to learn these tools. And then what I think is also important is that doesn't mean we're ultimately forever protected from an infection again, you know, in our future. But what happens is when that comes through, the experience of it is so different. So she went through uh, V school and learned a lot of tools and strategies. And then she ended up having a very intense, um, um, I think it was a, like a Bartholin gland cyst that got very swollen and all the, um, I don't want to say this. So it would have gone like to sepsis and really, uh, she felt like, you know, Really life-threatening situation, but all of the things that she learned in V school, she was using until she was able to see her doctor, um, and she was able to apply these strategies and feel a sense of confidence and knowledge about how to care for herself. Yes, it was also in partnership with her doctor, um, but she said they were so impressed with like how long it had been and and, and then like the stage that it had gotten to because of all the herbal strategies that she was using mm-hmm. um, and the knowledge that she had when she was able to discuss what was going on with, with the practitioner, like mm-hmm. her, even just knowing the names and parts of, of her vagina and where mm-hmm. things were and what things were and how, how things worked the conversation was totally different and she was just really like feeling so proud of herself and connected and um, I thought that was a really cool story I, I think again like we will continually encounter these sicknesses and I always see sicknesses as an opportunity for healing and um you know not something to be discouraged by um, so her experience of how she navigates that is completely different now. And, and, and for me, you know, I see immunity. And, you know, when you think about what that is, it's like a protective force. And if we know how to protect ourselves, that's really valuable information. You know, whereas if there's, we're walking around with a lack of knowledge of our own immunity and how our our yoni works and how we can care for it we're just like missing we're missing an opportunity uh, or it's like it's like missing an arm or something it's like and and uh, the potential for um self-empowerment is so great when you can not have to look outside of yourself is what I'm trying to get to (laughs) not have to like run to the expert because you become an expert of you right and you can decide to inquire and learn more and employ other experts but you are the expert of you and and that creates such an important level of calm and clarity um, as you are navigating your experience your experience your experience and experience in life and things to arise. us
0: absolutely that makes a lot of sense. I mean the way you just said that really landed the self empowerment piece for me because um you know we all we don 't have to get too far into it, but like the the birth stories of you know women going in and being talked into procedures um, and Mm -hmm. I I think that happens in large part because we don't know about our own anatomy. We don't know about our own power, you know, in the areas of our body that are female.
1: Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Amazing. Okay. Christina, I could seriously talk to you all day (laughs) and I'm personally going to schedule a consult. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I have so many more questions. Um, But, you know, in conclusion, I just want to, you know, I, I want to ask you if there's, actually, I just thought of a, another question. I want to invite you to share anything that's arising, period. And, um, you know, if there's a personal story of transformation as well that you want to put out there as like um, how, how you came to know the importance of this information, um, I'm all ears about that as well. And then we want to also let, let women know where to find you.
1: Okay, let's see. Well, I can reference back to, you know, being a very new and excited herbalist on my journey um, I'm living at Boulder, in Boulder at, that, at this time, which is kind of a mecca of wellness and herbalism. And Ooh. I had the worst trial with my own vaginal ecosystem and it was of one of these vicious downward spirals and I remember at one point I experienced a trifecta of all three the most common infections BV, UTI and yeast infection Mm. and it was so so painful and not just physically painful, but there was a real emotional drain and um, story of defeat that I had to navigate and it took me many years to come forth out of that. And it was not just about the physical healing of the physical. There was such a journey, an emotional journey. And this is someone me being like a person who had the ultimate access to Best herbal teachers and texts, and just graduated from a great, like one of the best clinical herbal schools. So I had the information, and it was just more than that. And that I, I got to take that journey, and once I came through on the other side, I was simply the person that was magnetizing other women going through it, and I had no idea. How common it was until mm-hmm. I started magnetizing all these other people that have the same story and got to really empathize and understand that pain um, mm-hmm. and recognize what, what an issue this is on a larger scale. And when you're going through it, it's, you know, like depending on your life and who you are and how you talk to your girlfriends, you might be able to chat with them about it, but it can feel very isolating too. Yeah. Um, and very scary and uh especially if it goes on for several years which it does for m- many mm-hmm. many people have recurring and repeat stories mm-hmm. um so there's just a, a a different kind of trajectory besides just like herbs and the pills that that I had to take and so and I saw that with other people so really looking into so many eyes of of women going through that um when I was working at a a really busy shop in boulder i that was my moment of clarity that this was something that i was going to devote myself to and that it's really big beyond just like that healing of the vagina it's like healing of our feminine psyche and healing of the earth as well because what's what's good for our bodies is and our yoni specifically (laughs) it's also really good for the planet and Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of connection there and ways in which we can heal together. So that to me mm-hmm. felt very exciting and enlivening
0: as a, as a healing mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for doing the work that you are doing in the world. Definitely follow Christina at Femme Botanica on Instagram. And then tell us where else we can find you on the web, Christina.
1: Yeah, sure. I have a website, which is also fembotanica.com. I also have a YouTube channel, um, which is my name, Christina Bertelli. Wonderful.
0: And we'll put those in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. I feel like this is in so many ways the tip of an iceberg. But um, thank you for for bringing uh, all that you brought today. It's really a gift.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for what you're doing. And I'm excited and honored to be one of your guests. So thank you. Okay.
0: This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath. And thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, SaraPoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected. And here's to your path. A sacred remembering.